Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for this morning is the Gospel lesson from the Gospel of St. John, the 10th chapter, beginning with the 11th verse. I am the Good Shepherd. The Good Shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired man, who is not a shepherd, does not own the sheep. He sees the wolf coming, leaves the sheep, and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the sheep and scatters them. Because he works for money, he does not care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me, just as the Father knows me and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I also have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. Then there will be one flock and one shepherd. This is why the Father loves me, because I lay down my life so that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down on my own. I have the authority to lay it down, and I have the authority to take it up again. This is the commission I received from my Father. This is God's word. Dear friends in Christ, when I was young, the walls in our house had a lot of pictures. And most of them were religious. And one of them was the picture of Jesus holding that lamb. And the title underneath, The Good Shepherd. The Good Shepherd was ingrained in our learning as we learned of the work of Jesus Christ and the concern that he had for each one of us. And for kids, that was important. We never forgot it, and I haven't either. Well, that concern is still around today as we are reminded by John's words concerning Jesus and what he said, I am the good shepherd. And so as we look at his words, we dwell on the thought, our good shepherd lives on. First of all, love compelled him to ultimate sacrifice. Before we look at his work, we look at the other side of the coin. The hired man, who is not a shepherd, does not own the sheep. He sees the wolf coming, leaves the sheep, and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the sheep and scatters them. Because he works for money, he does not care about the sheep. The hired man. The shepherd had to go somewhere. He needed someone to watch the sheep. He was concerned, and so he hired someone to be there and would pay him. Easy money, maybe that's what he thought, the hired man anyway. And so he's there, basically sitting there, not really worrying too much about the sheep, just there. A wolf shows up. What's he going to do? He's concerned about his own hide 
And so he runs, leaves the sheep there at the mercy of the wolf, and some of them are killed. Because he really didn't concern, or was not really concerned about the sheep, he was concerned about his pocket. The money that would be there because he put in his time to do it. And he probably told his friends, if there nothing happened, look what I did. I was bored to death, but I needed the money. The hired man. This refers to the unfaithful leaders in the church in Jesus' day and in our day. In Jesus' day, it was the Pharisees, the scribes, and the elders. They made a lot of money in their professions as they supposedly took care of the sheep. But as they did that, they did not use God's word. And instead of keeping the sheep in the flock, they were leading them away, leading them away from God. And they didn't care as long as they got the money. And so the Lord had to put them down many times, telling them, you need to change. You need to show concern for these people that my father is placed under your care. You need to be faithful. And they laughed at him. And eventually, they crucified him because they didn't like what he had to say. Are there unfaithful leaders today? Probably. How many ministers do we hear of that are millionaires? You watch on TV with some of these millionaire preachers, and what is the thing they say at the end? Send me money. I can get richer. They have such a big flock, they can't see them all. They don't know them all. They're there just in for the business. And so often, because of that, they lose track of what they should be doing, proclaiming God's word, and they start proclaiming their own words. And by doing so, they lead the people away. That's the hired man. But we're told, the Lord says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. I, that's Jesus. He's the one speaking. The good shepherd. What are sheep like? Anybody here raise sheep? Anybody here ever talk to a shepherd? I didn't raise sheep either. But I did work on a farm in the summertime for my uncle. And it's very similar, except the sheep are more vulnerable. It was a dairy farm. They, had, they were milking about 35 head, which back in the 50s and 60s, that was a pretty good sized farm. But every cow had a name. And when you said that name, the head would perk up because the cow knew you cared for them. Well, the sheep are even more needy of that. They are very, very dependent upon the shepherd. If the shepherd's not there, a storm comes up, they run into a corner and they try to hide, they climb on top of each other and some could even die. They need guidance. When a wolf comes, they don't know what to do, and they are attacked and they are killed. They need a shepherd who cares. What about Jesus, 
Listen to what he says. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. He knows us by name. How many of you can remember the names of all the people you've ever come into contact with? None of us. We can't do that. In fact, um, and I was t talking earlier to a gentleman. Uh, he said, do you remember the first place you were at? We were talking about my anniversary coming up. That was back in 1971. Yes, I do. Do I remember all the members? No. Do I remember the faces? Most of them, but not the names. But Jesus does. Every single child of God, he knows your name. And he cares. And we know him. We know who Jesus is. There are so many false opinions out about him, but we look in his word, and it's described very well exactly who he is. God who became a man, who lived on this earth for 33-some years, who lived a perfect life for us, who died on the cross, who overcame the cross with his resurrection. That's Jesus. We know him. And we know that he cares about us. We translate him the good shepherd. Really, that's weak. That Greek term actually means excellent. The best. He's not just a good shepherd. He's the best shepherd around. An excellent shepherd because he cares so much for his sheep. And he says, trust me. Place yourselves in my hands. I don't know how many times I've had people come to me in, in a difficult situation asking, what am I going to do, pastor? My comment, trust Jesus. He says, I'll be by your side. I am your shepherd. I care. I will take care of you. Place yourselves in his hands. And don't screw it up with your own opinions. How many times have we done that? We think what's, we know what's best and is really gets really bad. Trust Jesus who says, I know what's best for you and I will take care of you. And he says he protects his sheep even to the death. So when that wolf, the devil, enters our fold, the Lord says, don't be afraid. I am here and I will not let him attack you. I will not let him kill you. I've already defeated him with my resurrection. The victory's done. He has no power over my children because I am with you. He lives on. Yeah, he died, but he rose, and then he ascended on high, and he's still alive today, and he's still very active. He lives on. Power compelled him to total victory. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. He did that, didn't he? He didn't want us to go to hell. He wanted us to go to heaven. He knew that by ourselves we couldn't get there because we're sinners, and his Father cannot tolerate sin. His Father said, you must be perfect. We can't be. But Jesus said, I can be. I am God, so I will become a man to be under my Father's laws just like you are. Laws you can't obey, which my Father demands, so I will obey them for you. 
And he did. His father said, someone has to die to pay for the sins of all people of all time. In the Old Testament, it meant sacrificing lambs over and over again. A sacrifice pointing ahead to the sacrifice, which was Jesus. And when he said that wonderful word, it is finished, he meant it. The sins of all people were paid for. He died to do that. He gave up his life so that we, his sheep, could live. His father's reaction, this is why the father loves me. His father knew what his son would do. Even at his baptism, the father already said, I'm pleased because he knew that his son would do exactly as he had been told. He knew his son would live that perfect life, would stand up to the devil over and over again and continue to win. He knew his son would die for the sins of the people as if it was already done. And he was pleased. And then power over death. Because I lay down my life so that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down on my own. I have the authority to lay it down, and I have the authority to take it up again. What power. You see, when the Pharisees and scribes accused him of the death sentence and Pilate passed it on, that wasn't why he died. He died because that's why he came. He said, I'm going to die. That's what he told his disciples before he went up to Jerusalem the last time and upset them. We don't want you dead. He said, that's why I came. I have to die, and I'm going to do it. I have that power. He also said, I'm going to rise on the third day. They didn't hear that because they were so upset with his dying. But when the tomb was empty and he appeared to the disciples, he said, I told you that. I have the power to overcome death, to rise. And he displayed that power. And now he says, I have the power to have my children also rise, to come and live with me in glory. That's the power that Jesus, the God-man, has for himself and for us. That was his commission. That's why he came, to make us children of God and heirs of life. And he would let nothing get in his way, the good shepherd. Thus, we are saved. Even though we're sinners, we know we're going to go to heaven because the good shepherd stood up to the devil for us, gave up his life for us, and therefore saved us. That's why we call him the good shepherd. He takes care of our life. He takes care of our death. He takes care of our resurrection, which will happen on Judgment Day. He takes care of our eternity, the home he is now preparing for all of us, a home we can't even begin to describe, a home that is beautiful beyond what we could ever imagine. He knows each one of us. He cares about each one of us. He takes care of each one of us now and forever, all of our needs. He lives on so that we will all live through eternity. Amen.
And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, shall guard and keep you in the true faith unto life everlasting. Amen.